There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm going to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where Jane Pickett uh, joins us. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. Did you get over your strep throat last week? You were barely able to speak. Oh, my goodness. It was days and days. I totally lost my voice on Wednesday and I was very croaky. Um, I've only just got it back in the last day or two. But hey, there's worse things in life. I'm still standing, yeah. so it's all good. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there is so many viruses and things like that doing the rounds at the moment. Oh my goodness, there is. It's it's rife at the moment. Yeah, but yeah. Um, this time of year, I suppose. Uh, onwards and upwards, which is fantastic. Okay, good. Well, good to have you back on the programme. Okay, a couple of questions uh, in. Uh, Catherine has a five-month-old cockapoo who is really snappy, so much so he's, he snapped at the vet, actually bit the vet the other day. The vet has suggested that she needs to get some kind of training. Uh, Catherine is wondering how long does that training uh, take? She has small children in the house as well and he's already nipped at uh, a couple of of the small children uh, is is that something that a trainer is able to sort out um yeah so i think really your vet is i would absolutely agree and stand by what they said uh, ultimately early intervention is the way to deal with this you have a young little pup and that's difficult because they can 
catch on to bad habits very quickly, but it also means that their brain is so malleable that they can really catch on to lots of good habits really quickly as well. So you have a puppy that's essentially like a sponge to whatever you teach it at the moment. So if you're ever going to try and tackle this behavior, which is this kind of inappropriate nipping, biting, which really needs to be tackled from a safety point of view, not only for yourselves, but obviously if you have small people in the household, it's really, really, really important um, that it's dealt with effectively. I would say that now is the time to do that. I wouldn't wait and see if he grows out of it. If you've got that problem and it's established and you have kids in the house, I would take your vet's advice. Ask them who they'd recommend. Um, so maybe they might have recommended somebody already to you, but ask them who the, who they would know in your area or who they could refer to as a, a veterinary behaviourist that's appropriately qualified and trained to be able to deal with these behavioural issues in a safe and ethical manner. So you want to make sure that your pet is happy and comfortable throughout the training. It's just really impo- important that the, the training is based on positive reinforcement so rather than negative reinforcement so that they have a good experience and we how, know that actually how, evident- how does that work do you go with the dog to the training is, is that the way it's done it to be with the pup? yeah so it varies i suppose that you know lots of people have different opinions on what kinds of training work best i suppose the training that i would favor and let's say for my clients who i would generally kind of send them to would be somebody who would come out to the house in most situations and assess the environment assess how that puppy interacts with its own owners and the kids in the environment assess what might be around that might be environmentally let's say if there's something that's bothering them or something that could be improved that would make them feel a bit less stressed out that can be helpful and so that kind of approach is a very thorough approach and generally that wouldn't be a dog trainer generally that would be a veterinary behaviorist and there are a few in the country now they're a bit thin on the ground but ask your vet who they'd work with um, and they may be able to refer you but let's say usual dog trainers it might be a case of going to a class um, or sometimes you can get one-on-one training generally in most cases you would go with the puppy because I I think the real critical thing is here you're not just training the puppy you're also training yourself mm. because you're the person who needs to be able to you know positively reinforce that behavior and be consistent with training your puppy every hour of the day ongoing for the rest of its life rather than let's say you I, just let's say having them go to a dog trainer having a few sessions and expecting them to come back quote unquote kind of fixed is is not realistic this is a lifetime practice it's behavior and um, so it does it is something that you know it's not second nature to all of us it's not second nature to most people a lot of the time it does take some skill and some learning to to learn how to do that and working with the professionals is a really good way to do that but i think until you get that organized safety first just make sure that your kids are safe at home i wouldn't leave them unattended with the puppy i would just make sure that you know the puppy is always under control when it's around them because obviously we don't want any accidents happening mm. but training, uh, does, really work. training does, does, does work training does work it okay. does work and particularly when you're starting with a young puppy yeah. like that you have the best chance okay another young pup this is a seven month old pup will not walk with the lead i've tried her around the house and outside she hides when she sees me coming with the lead How do you get a pup used to walking on the lead? Okay, so it's a big, exciting time for this puppy, getting out and about. It's a lot of new things all at once when they're this age. Okay, so I think the key here is in they hide when you take the lead out. You need to make that puppy get really excited when you take that lead out, like a lot of dogs do when they when they begin to connect. The lead means I get to go for a walk and I get to sniff and explore the world. We all know how excited most pets get when their lead comes out because they know a good thing's about to happen. Now, your puppy hasn't quite clocked on to the fact that the lead means they get to go out and about and it's big and exciting. They think probably, oh, I'm going to have this thing attached around my neck and then they're maybe going to pull me around a little bit and it's not going to be an enjoyable experience. So we really need to flip that experience for this puppy. And that may take a little bit of time. 
what I would say is I wouldn't even try to, you know, walk your dog on the lead just yet. I would even just get to the situation of having the lead near him, take him out, take it out and, you know, play some games with your puppy, have the lead in your hand, give them a treat, tell them they're the best boy and girl in the world. And that's enough for a few days. Do that for a little while. Then get to the point of clipping the lead on. Don't even try and take them anywhere. Exactly the same. Play some games. Best boy or girl in the world. Give them a little treat. You need to work them up to associating the lead with good things before you even try and lead them anywhere. When you get to the point where they're associating that lead with good things and they're excited to see it or at least not not afraid of seeing it, you can get to the point of gently leading them around. Sometimes I know some some people advocate for maybe letting the puppy walk a little bit and you follow it. Now, I wouldn't let that last for too long because you kind of want them to know that, you know, you're kind of leading and you're directing things. But particularly in a, a particularly sensitive or fearful puppy, that can be helpful. So that at least they don't feel like they have any any pull or traction on their neck. And that's really important. You know, the last thing that I would ever suggest with somebody who's having struggles with walking their pet on a lead is pulling. That's absolutely the enemy. That's only going to make things worse. So I would really suggest that, you know, once you get your puppy happy with the lead, try and gently even coax them with a bit of food to walk with you a few steps on the lead. And eventually they'll learn that, oh, good things happen when I'm on the lead. I'm walking next to my owner. I'm walking next to my friend here. And eventually you can move into the outdoors. And then usually they get excited about seeing and smelling and sniffing things and give them that time. Don't be intent to go on a power walk with your puppy. Be, be content to go on a sniff walk with your puppy to begin with because that will make them really happy. Okay, and you'll get there, it just takes time. Okay, say, say on the question of uh, lead, could, would you ask your vet, Jane, please, which is the best, a harness or a collar type lead for a young pup? For a young pup, I quite like a harness. Now, there's no hard and fast rules here with most dogs. Um, it's whatever your preference is. I quite like a harness because then we don't have any kind of, particularly when they're learning to walk on the lead and they mightn't quite get that they have to keep going in the same direction as you. If they walk in the opposite direction, it doesn't pull or pull on their neck and cause any damage. It's more a whole body harness, so it doesn't tend to be uncomfortable for them. Um, so I tend to favour a harness in a young puppy. But look, Lots of people have success with leads and collars. I think the important thing is just not to pull. I think the one exception to that where I'd wholeheartedly recommend a harness over a collar and lead is for the flat-placed breeds, so the brachycephalics. So these would be, let's say, the pugs, the Frenchies, things like that. They really don't do well with anything around their neck. Um, They already have an airway that they're probably struggling with a little bit anyway. So I wouldn't add, let's say, a collar and any kind of pull. So go with the harness. So definitely go with the harness for those guys. Okay, it's all the young uh, dogs uh, today. Tips, please, and suggestions. What's the best way to uh, toilet train a puppy of 14 weeks? 14 weeks. Oh, they're such a cute age. Um, Okay, so I think the top tip I would say is try and take your pet out to do their peas and poos about twice as often as you think they'll need to. So you need to give them all of the opportunities in the world to get it right and to do their peas and poos outside and, you know, less opportunity for them to get it wrong and have an accident inside. And I think the main thing is, is the more times they get it right and when they do their peas and poos outside, you know, tell them they're the best boy or girl in the world, give them a little treat and then continue to play with them for a few minutes. Because I think a lot of the time the temptation is they've done their business, now we go back inside. But then your pup begins to associate, well, I've done my business and that ends the fun. So, you know, they don't get to play around. So keep them outside for another few minutes after they've done their business so that they know that that doesn't end the fun because some dogs will actually hold it until they get back in. Um, And the other thing is if they do have an accident inside, that's not your puppy's fault. 
unfortunately i hate to break it to you but that's your fault you didn't pick up on your puppy signals that they need to do a pee and sometimes that would be you know hovering around maybe a little wolf bark but you know that would be uh, the rarity usually they'll just look a little bit uncomfortable sometimes they might begin to clock on and hover next to the door or just look a little bit uh, unsettled that would be a, a cue to take your puppy outside don't expect it to be obvious don't expect them to be howling at the back door these little guys have got a lot to learn so you need to almost it's almost like a little baby you need to be able to kind of be a mind reader and read those little subtle signals and take them outside if they do have a mistake inside the last thing you should do is scold them don't shout don't scold don't do anything like that just ignore it clean it up and move on the next pee or poo is an opportunity for them to get it right outside so just stick okay. with it alright and it's, it's just a lot of patience and then from the younger dogs mm. to an older dog hi a question for Jane our 15 year old Jack Russell has started to wet the floor almost every day and I have to say it smells quite strong we've never had a problem like this before he always waited uh, to do his toilet when he went outside could it be his kidneys should we be heading to the vet with him thanking you I think so. In, in an older patient, I think our caller is bang on there. It's first an important thing to rule out a physical issue. So it could be his kidneys. It could be something as simple as a bladder infection. You know, it might not be it might not be something too serious. That's always a possibility and sometimes quite easily solved. In an older patient, though, you know, there is always the possibility there could be problems like a kidney issue or diabetes. But, you know, a lot of these things are manageable and the, the key is to catch them early so that they can be dealt with. Um, I suppose if all of the physical issues are ruled out by your vet, it is possible that we might have just kind of unlearned our puppy training a little bit. Sometimes we can have situations of kind of cognitive decline. They begin to get a little bit senile, um, for want of a better word, and they kind of forget that, you know, they shouldn't be doing their peas and poos inside. They should be going outside. So sometimes it can be um a little bit of a, a change as they enter their kind of latter twilight years and that's a more difficult thing to cope with but what I would suggest is really attend your vet first and foremost rule out any physical issues if there is something there that can be managed brilliant it's a good thing to act on um, and if not then your vet will be able to guide okay. you on the best ways to but a trip the to the vet for sure possible. okay and good luck with it okay listen Jane as always thank you for that have a lovely week we'll chat next Thursday mm-hmm. You too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. That is Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.